If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Glory UJ Podcast. I'm Tyler, and back with me today in studio, if you want to call this a studio, is my co-host Charlie, who after a week off, is back for her third, I think it's his third, right? Third time, Charlie? I think so, yeah. Yeah, third go-around here on the Glory UJ podcast. And we have what I think is going to be a really fun and really informative show here today. I'm actually pretty excited about it. We did this last year, got some really positive feedback, so we are bringing it back today. And as most of you with kids know, at least those of you with kids in the state of Georgia, this is the time of year that most kids around the state are going back to school and are in very short order, at least if you're in like the middle school, high school level, going to be taking all number of quizzes and tests. We all remember those days. So today on the show, we are going back to school as Charlie has put together her own Georgia football quiz for me to take. These are all questions that preview the 2019 season. So it's kind of just a fun way to take a, a close look at the team and really kind of preview this upcoming 2019 season. Charlie has her own answer key, and I'll see how many I can quote-unquote get right. We'll see if I can pass. Uh, and so, again, this is just a, a different way, a fun way, to preview the 2019 season. So let's uh, let's do it. Let's just have some fun today. But before we begin the quiz, I do want to provide you with one quick update, or at least pretty quick update, on our plans to expand the amount of content that we're going to produce during the 2019 season, at least that we would like to produce during this coming season. I promise I'll make this as quick as I possibly can, but it is pretty important news for everyone to hear, so please try to just give us a couple minutes here uh, and stick with us just for a second. So a few weeks ago, when I first introduced Charlie and revealed our plans to expand our coverage beginning this season, we announced that to make that happen, we would be raising the monthly price of our premium subscriptions to $3 a month. And, and I know that's, that's only an increase of a dollar a month, but I still felt, uh, I just didn't feel right about it. Uh, I mean it when I say, guys, we, we all mean it when we say that Like we regret like, deeply having to charge anyone anything for our content. But without a distribution partner like vSporto, um, it was the only way to keep this thing going when they went under without resorting to selling ads. And that's, again, just not something that we want to do. We think it impacts the quality of the show um, in a negative way. So uh, after thinking about it more and more over the past couple of weeks since we made that initial announcement, 
we've kind of had a little bit of a, of a change of heart. And what we've decided is that like, we're just not going to shove this expansion idea down your throats. Um, kind of felt a little heavy-handed there. We rolled this out a couple weeks ago, at least rolled out the idea. Um, we've thought about it a little bit, reflected on it, and uh, you guys are amazing. Uh, you really are. Uh, you supported our show when we absolutely needed, needed it the most. And I, I honestly, I, I don't think it's a reach to say that all of you who have subscribed over the past year saved our show. I mean, you did. When V Sport O and Dog Sports Radio went under, like my initial thought, I remember that day, was back, like I was actually at the beach when it happened. So uh, I was kind of scrambling. I, I, I recorded a show when I was on vacation to upload it for you guys. And then uh, I sent it to our producer like I normally did. And then I get an email back from him. It's like, oh, wait, you haven't heard the news? And I'm like, what news? And so when he kind of laid it on me, like my initial thought was, well, it's over. We put all this work into building this show, and now it's just over. Um, and that kind of sucked. Um, but we didn't want to give up on the show. We want to see if there's anyone out there that, that really want to kind of see us continue. And, and you guys did. You, you brought us back to life with your support. And, man, like we are just so, so grateful for that. Truly, truly grateful. So... You know, thinking about all that, like we don't want to shove this expansion idea down your throat. If it's not something that you want, and if you aren't willing to part with uh, that one dollar uh, more each month, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to give you guys the option and, and kind of just take it from there um, and just kind of see what happens. Uh, all of you, very very loyal listeners who have subscribed to our premium content over the past year, all of you that cared enough to take that initial plunge with us. And keep us afloat. Like we we owe it to you. Like we're we're gonna give you the option to continue paying only two dollars a month and still have access to all of our premium content. Um, we're giving you the option to basically be grandfathered in at that price because everyone else that that hasn't subscribed and subscribes moving forward from here. Uh, we're going to welcome them with open arms. It's awesome. We welcome everybody, but they're going to be paying $3 a month um, to kind of help with the potential expansion idea. The thing is, though, we just don't know exactly how many new subscribers we're going to get over the next few weeks before we start this new 2019 season. That's just hard to predict. We don't know. Um, so the thing is, again, you're, you can stay. You're so welcome to stay at $2 a month if you want to. Absolutely. But if all of you choose to stay at $2 a month, which again, it's like, it's so totally cool, 100%. I and mean, we, we owe you at least that choice. But if all of you stay with that subscription price, um, we're just not going to have enough revenue to expand like we want to for the 2019 season and kind of invest in the new equipment like we want to do. Um, that just, it, it's going to take a little bit more revenue. And, and if that revenue doesn't come through, then that's okay. But if you would like for us to be able to expand this season and are kind of looking forward to a little bit more content, uh, and you're willing to part with an extra $1 a month to make that happen, what we're going to ask you to do is to go to our Podbean page where you access uh, our content and, and listen to our, our premium content shows. We're going to ask you to go there and resubscribe. But this time, resubscribe to either the Glory UGA annual subscription or the Glory UGA monthly premium content subscription. We have added an option for an annual subscription for those of you who like to pay in a lump sum. Some of you like to just kind of get, get that out of the way and pay it all at once. Um, and you get a small discount if you do it that way. Uh, but we also still have the monthly subscription for those who prefer a smaller monthly charge. Well, that's We know a lot of people prefer that as well. Trying to make it easy for everyone. Um, and, and I think the annual subscription is the first one that pops up now. But if you want to do it by the month, no worries at all. Just select the option that says, again, qu- it's 
says exactly this, Georgia monthly premium content subscription, not the one that just says Glory UJ monthly subscription. That one's not going to work. That's the one you guys are already on. So as soon as you resubscribe at the new $3 a month rate, if you choose to do so, we will see that on our account on our end. And as soon as we see it, we will count, cancel out your previous $2 a month subscription. So you aren't paying double. Like that's, we're, we're not going to, we don't want that to happen, obviously. Uh, and we will also send you an email to confirm that we have canceled out your previous subscription. So you can kind of just have our confirmation there. But again, if you are interested in additional content and want to stay at $2 a month, that's 100% okay. No worries at all. No hard feelings at all. I promise. Uh, we mean that. Uh, we want to give you guys the option because we think you deserve that. You guys were there for us when we needed, and we want to we want to kind of repay that a little bit here. Uh, and like, and we know the number we need to hit to make expansion possible for this coming season. Um, kind of help us keep Charlie on and upgrade our equipment uh, to make the the listing experience just better all around. And uh, so we know that number. And if enough of you are, are willing to resubscribe at that three dollar a month rate to where we hit that number, then awesome. That's That would be incredible. But if not, that's okay too. Uh, it's okay. It just depends on what you guys want. Uh, I do also want to give you a little more info on what our expansion plans are. So when you're kind of considering what you want to do, you have a little more information to operate off of. So um, each game week, we plan on having a recap kind of reaction show to the previous week's game. Um, I'm, I'm going to be spending all days. Obviously, I'll be at every game and I'll spend all day Sunday kind of just pouring through tape as much as I can to get ready for that show. Uh, and then we'll do a mailbag show where you get to kind of voice your opinions and ask us anything that's on your mind. You can give us statements, give us your thoughts, ask questions. And we're going to do that once a week during the season instead of once a month like we do in the off season. So you guys will get a chance to be really interactive on the show. Uh, and of course, like we have been doing for years, we're going to give you a, a detailed game preview show each week, each game week. And uh, and you guys know, you've been with us. We work really hard to make those preview shows the most detailed Georgia game previews you're going to find anywhere. Like it's not just surface level stuff. Like we try to dig as deep as we can. We spend all week breaking down opponent film for that. And, and we really try to do a deep dive on those shows. And then kind of new here, we're going to, we have plans for a picks of the week show. And this year we plan on expanding that by actually inviting a different subscriber on every week to serve as a guest host. I think that would be a really cool uh, opportunity for people. And we're going to have a competition between Charlie, myself, and you guys, the guest host who come on, uh, the fans, to see who comes out on top. And we're going to kind of, we plan on keeping track of uh, each guest host throughout the week. And that will be, be the fan picks, right? So I know it's a different person each week. But we're going to see if you, do, do you guys know more than us? Because you might, uh, which is, it'd be really fun to see there. And uh, we may even be able to throw Curtis in on those shows, depending on if he has time with law school, which would be a lot of fun too. Um, kind of everybody on the same show. But, uh, that is going to be really. Uh, this going to be really fun. And uh, the thing is, we only have so many weeks in the season, so that means we can only have so many guest hosts. So the first fifteen people to resubscribe at the new three dollar a month rate will have first dibs on the guest host opportunities. I think that's about the fairest way we can do this. Um, and if someone resubscribes and they're one of the first fifteen, and they and they just they don't they're not interested in that opportunity, they pass on that chance to be a guest host. We'll just go down the line to the next person. So really excited about that. We think it's gonna be a fun way to make the show even more interactive, even more fan friendly. Because after all, I mean, let's be real. 
we really are no different than all of you guys out there. We're just a bunch of crazed Georgia people um, like you who just happen to have a podcast and have built this up over the past couple of years. So anyway, that's the deal. Uh, we are at peace either way, whether you choose to stay at $2 a month or whether, you wanna, whether you're willing uh, to go up a dollar a month to $3 a month to kind of help us um, generate the revenue we need to expand a little bit. It just depends on what you guys want. It's cool either way. Uh, and if you have any questions, you can DM us on Twitter or email us at glorygapodcast at gmail.com. Um, we haven't always done a great job of, of checking that email account, but we're going to try to do a much better job of that here uh, over the next couple of weeks of, of checking that and keeping up to date with anyone who might, might not use Twitter as much as we get a lot of our stuff from Twitter DMs and all that kind of stuff. Um, but you can also um, hit us up on email if that's easier for you. But uh, anyway, let's get into the good stuff. And Charlie, go ahead and take it away from here. Let's get on to this quiz you have put together uh, that I'm probably going to fail. All right. What's up, guys? First question. Who is the most undervalued player on the Georgia football team heading into the 2019 season? Defensive end, David Marshall. Offensive guard, Solomon Kinley. Wide receiver, Tyler Simmons. Or tight end, Charlie Warner. Okay, bringing the heat right out the gate. Oh, man, uh, I want to know the answer, but I guess I can't. I have to give you my answer first. It's kind of how quizzes work, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, so are all these multiple choice? Is that how that's going to work? Uh, so we have some true-false at the end. Oh, so how many multiple choice do we have? We have, let's see, 10 multiple choice, 5 fill-in-the-blank, and 5 fill in the blank. true-false. So that's 20. 20 yeah. questions? Yeah. Dang, girl. All right. All right, so who's the most undervalued player on the Georgia football team? You said David Marshall, Solomon, Solomon Kinley, Tyler Simmons, and Charlie Warner. Oh, uh, okay. Well, that's a tough one. Um, honestly, I think – Are you? Is, there, is this a trick question? Is there a right answer? Because, like, all those guys, in my opinion, are undervalued. Well, I mean, I, guess I, that, I have the right answer. Oh, you have the right answer? Yes. Oh, because you're the teacher? Right, we'll yes. see about that. Uh, man, uh, this is a good one, though. It's a tough one. They're, I think they're all undervalued to a degree. Um, I'm going to go with a guy who actually didn't play all that much last year. I'm going to go with David Marshall. Uh, I think he's been a very valuable player for us since he got here. And like we all know who he is, so maybe maybe he's not undervalued. I don't know. But I, I, don't, I, just, I guess I would say undervalued because I don't think people value him enough. Um, he's a guy that really, like we, I think we know him, but like, no one really talks all that much about him. He's a guy that truly kind of does that dirty work behind the scenes without much recognition. And I think last year, honestly, I mean, we had some issues defending the run last year. There were there were a multitude of reasons why, but I think somewhere in that multitude was the fact that David Marshall got that Liz Frank injury and missed at least half the year last year. That was a big blow for us. Yeah, we had lead, but you know, we didn't have many bodies that five check that we really trust. You have lead better, and you had Malik Herring who really came on last year. But Marshall, was, he's so versatile. He's a guy that can play that five tech in some situations, some downs and distances. He can slide inside and play the three technique, get a little more pastures on a guard there. Uh, I love that versatility. So I, I'm really excited to get him back this year, especially with Ledbetter moving on. I think he's going to be a key player for us on that defensive line. Did I get it right? According to me? But no. you're the teacher. No. It's always according to you. No. You no? Now, if this no. Was a short, who, who then? If this was a short answer question and you had to explain your thinking. So you per- could have given me like partial credit? Perhaps I would have said you could persuade me to think that that was correct. But no, I said Charlie Warner because I don't think we've seen him live up to his full potential because we have not used him properly or any tight end in years. Well. Not a little bit more last year, but you're right. I mean, there's that, going into last year, that was the big complaint, right? Jim Chain, oh my God, we have tight. Can you throw it to a tight end? Can you throw it to a tight end? I mean, yeah, I was. Uh, so, Charlie Warner, do you think he can. I just like Charlie Warner. I know you're a big Charlie Warner guy, girl, person. Yeah. Whatever you are, I'm not sure. 
Uh, Charlie Moore, do you think he have a big year this year? I think he could. If they use him Bigger properly. than Nada? Yeah. I didn't think Nada was that great. Really? Yeah. You think Charlie can be better than Nada? So why wasn't he playing? I think he could. I don't know. Seniority? But they were, came in the same class. I don't know. I think it was because they were... Nada was more polished coming out of high school. We talked about this a little Probably, bit before. Yeah. yeah. He played that position more in high school. Charlie was kind of a jack-of-all-trades in high school. So versatile doing different things. And it's a little bit more of a learning curve for him there. Uh, but it's hard for me to argue with Charlie Warner. It really is. Because um, I think he's a guy that can have a big year for us. I'm just going to go with Marshall. I think, I think more people talk about Warner, at least coming into this year right now, right? Because he's going to be the starter. He's like the, he's like the de facto starter at tight end. I'm going to go with Marshall, but I guess I'm wrong. Teacher's always right, right? I might give you half credit. We'll half see. credit? Okay. We'll all right, half credit. All right. All right, number now, hold, two. Hold it, stick to your guns. You're the teacher. I can be, I mean, I'm not like, know, what, the AP kid that thinks, ex- he's, well, thinks he's so much smarter than everybody else and talks to te- makes the teacher you, feel that she's dumb? You don't think you are, but you just might be that kid. Mm, Which of the following is most likely to happen in 2019? Okay. Jake Fromm wins the Heisman. That's not happening. DeAndre Swift rushes for 2,000 yards. That's not happening either. Finish with a number one ranked defense in total D. Mm. Finish with the... Bold. High- sorry, bold. Cut me off. I'm sorry. Finish with higher yards per play average on offense than we did last year, while last year we were in the top ten with seven, just over seven yards per play. Ooh. Okay, so I I, I don't think A or B are going to happen. Uh, I think Fromm is talented enough to... If he was in the right in a different system, like let's say Washington State, right, where you're in the air raid, where you're throwing the ball 40, 50 times a game, he could put up the numbers. I just don't think Fromm's gonna put the numbers for that to happen. Um, man, uh, Swift, we 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 rotate too many backs. Uh, we had too many guys. That's just kind of what we do. I don't think he's. I don't know if any Georgia backs ever gonna go under Kirby Smart's and go for two thousand yards. We just rotate too many guys. Um, so that leaves me with finish. You said with the number one ranked defense. In total defense, mm-hmm. and or finish with higher yards per play on average offensive than we did last year. We were, we were at over seven yards of play last year. You know what? I'm gonna go with C. Finish with the number one ranked defense in total defense. I, and my reasoning for this, like I, I honestly, and, and you can tell me if I'm crazy, Charlie. And I don't know, maybe I am. I think this might be the first like truly elite defense that we had in the Kirby Smart era. And I, I know everybody's sitting there thinking, well, what about 2017 when the National Championship game? Yes, we did. And we were really, 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 really good on defense. I would say we were like, and we were splitting hairs here, but I would say we were like borderline elite in 2017 on defense. We were number six overall in total D that year, I think. I think we were we were top 10, maybe on the fringe, like nine or 10 in yards per play. But this year, I think this has a chance to be our first like top five level defense under Kirby Smart. I really, really believe that. Now, I will say there are some things for that to happen that have to fall into place. But for me, the way I look at it, this is by far, like even to, including 2017, we had some great players. Obviously, we had Roquan, we have Lorenzo, those guys are playing in the NFL right now. And DeAndre Baker as well, playing in the NFL. Some great players on that team. But I think if you look at each spot up and down the roster defensively, I think we have more depth. I think we have more talent overall. This is the most talented group of defenders that Kirby Smart's had to work with here in Athens. Now, some of those guys are young. That's true. And they're going to have to, like, step up. Like, if you're a rising sophomore, guys like Quay Walker, Chane Tindall, Jordan Davis, uh, Tyson Campbell, those guys are going to be ready to take a big step in year two. And then, you know, some of the, the true freshmen that we're kind of counting on, those guys like uh, Nicobe Dean or Nolan Smith, those guys are going to be ready on, on, on day one. But if, if they are... Watch out, because like we have this like crazy mix of like talented, experienced vets and like uber talented young guys that 
are hopefully ready to be major contributors. And that's, to me, that's what it comes down to. If those young guys, the Nolan Smiths and the Kobe Deans, even some of the guys from last year, the Quay Walkers, Chain Tindles, Jordan Davis, ready to take another step. If those guys are ready to be like big time major contributors in year one or year two here, I, I think absolutely that we have the potential to be a top five level defense and, and even potentially higher than that. I think this can definitely be the best defense that we're going to have, at least that we've had to this point under Kirby Smart. Did I get it right? You did get it Boom! right. Boom! So how many are, is that Thank two? you for that Sorry. Um, very in-depth explanation. I, I love defensive football. I, I love, And I'm, I'm excited about this defense. I really am. I think this well, defense Kirby's, has a chance to be legit. Kirby Smart is a defensive specialist, so these are the guys he's brought in, and he's going to groom them to be exactly what he wants them to be. Yeah. And I'm just not sure there's a spot on defense that like I'm worried about. Like, offense, yeah. receive, people say receiver, and I, and I have to admit. Like, I'm so sick of hearing about the receiver. Yeah. Aren't you really? I'm every not. Every article that comes out, it's like, well, Georgia's receivers. I'm like, huh? Oh, we okay, know. We, we, get we got it. it. Like, we get but again, it. All these, that's why we have this show, right? Because like all those shows on ESPN or whatever, yeah. they're, they're catered to the casual fan. Like, we're trying to get more hardcore we, stuff. Yeah. Here. yeah, please don't talk about wide okay, receivers. Okay, receivers are off. All right, okay. number three. Who is the most important player on the Georgia football team heading into the into the 2019 season. Oh, okay. Jake Fromm, DeAndre Swift, J.R. Reed, Andrew Thomas, or none of the above. Mmm. Most important? Yes. So that's not... Is that... We're going to differentiate that between best? Yes. So most important is a little... Okay. All right. Uh, man. So best player, I mean, it might be Andrew Thomas or DeAndre Swift. Um, most important player? I... And I know I'm the I'm the resident Jake Fromm Homer. It's all right. Everyone can make fun of me. Um, but I, I just think I'm I'm going with what I, I truly believe here. Um, I'm gonna go with Jake Fromm. I'm gonna go. With, is that right? Is that what you have? That is right. Oh, two in a row. What's However, up? I am the president of the Jake Fromm fan club. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. If you have you ever listened to the show, I am like everyone. Uh, every, I get I get killed on Twitter whenever we lose. I get killed on Twitter because I just I'm a, I'm a Jake Fromm fanboy, right? Apparently, wow. uh, I just kind of call it how I see it, and I and which is weird because I I I feel like I beat up Jake Fromm as much as anybody after the LSU we game can be last year, but it's fine. Uh, okay, fine, we'll go with that. Uh, but let me explain this here because I know everyone's just gonna look at roll their eyes when I say the word say the name Jake Fromm. But look, it's it's not again not that he's the best player. I'm not saying Jake Fromm's the best player on this team. I don't believe that he is. I would go with if you know if this said best player said the most important. And so I like what you did there. I would probably go Andrew Thomas, DeAndre Swift, someone someone like that. Uh, or maybe like in a year or two, I mean, I might say Nolan Smith or Nicobe Dean. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh, but but Fromm, if you say most important, I, I got to go with him because quarter it's it's the position. Quarterback is such a vital position. We all know that. Like if you have one, especially in the college game, you have a chance to win. If you don't have one, you you just got very little chance to win big. It's just the facts. I mean, like sure, you need good players around the quarterback too. You can't just have a good quarterback and everyone else be trash. That's not going to work out. But because no one can do it on their own, it's it's the ultimate team sport. But you can be. Re- I've seen teams that are really good all over the field and they kind of just okay at quarterback and they don't win big. I mean, look at LSU for all those years, right? This one got less by was fire. Like they had. I mean, LSU's got talent all over the field. We know that, but they've been like their bugaboo has been poor quarterback play, and they haven't won. They won like you know, one national title with all that talent with less miles, uh, and they probably should have won a couple more because they had they had enough talent on those teams, but they didn't have the talent at quarterback. That kind of kind of what differentiated them from some of the other teams that were winning national titles. Um, so yeah, to me, like you can't be good all over the field and average a quarterback and win big. So, I mean, and look at this way. Look at the quarterbacks that have been in the playoffs the past couple of years. Uh, and, and the teams that have gone deep in the playoffs. you got Tua. you got Jake Fromm uh, in 2017. you got Baker Mayfield. you got Trevor Lawrence. And Kelly Bryant's a perfect example. Like, he got, like, Clemson was good enough around him to get to the playoffs. But when they got there, 
they were just okay at quarterback, uh, which basically you saw what happened in Bama. Like they didn't deserve to be on the same field as Bama because they weren't good enough at quarterback. They were good enough everywhere else, but quarterback was the missing link and they didn't have it. Uh, then you got Mariota with Oregon. You go back to, to the beginning there. You got Jameis Winston. So if you got a quarterback, you can win big. And and I just think from like if he can play at an elite level this year, and we'll see. If he can play at an elite level this year, we're gonna have a chance to win as big as anybody in the country. All right. What's up? What's that? Two out of three. Number four. Whew. Which of the following is most likely to come from nowhere and make an impact in 2019? Okay. Offensive guard Justin Schaefer. Mm-hmm. Defensive tackle Devonte Wyatt, wide receiver Matt Landers, defensive tackle Notori Johnson, or wide receiver Kiaris Jackson. Not Notori. I, I mean, I just don't know if Tori's ever going to make an impact. He's former offensive lineman now on the defensive side of the ball. I'm going to go with uh, with Devonte Wyatt. Um, he's a guy. Like I think this guy is ready. Uh, I really do. I, he, I was re-watching the Auburn game over the weekend to kind of prepare for that Sky in the NBA episode. And man, I'm telling you, Wyatt really came on as the season progressed last year. He's explosive. He's quick. He has that pass rush ability from the interior uh, defensive line, like three-tech position that we've been missing. I mean, Tyler Carr's got some of that, um, but he needed a running mate there. And Devontae Wyatt, I think he brings that. Uh, he and Tyler Clark really, in my opinion, could make a nasty duo if he can become a little bit more consistent against the run. I think that's what kept him off the field uh, some last year, so he just wasn't as consistent against the run. Uh, and the, the other thing you got to factor in here, you have, to, you have to have an opportunity, right? If you're going to come out of nowhere, an opportunity has to present itself. And Julian Rochester has been recovering from an off-season surgery, and he hasn't been 100% really like all off-season, like spring. And you know, I think he set out. I'm pretty sure he set out the the scrimmage this week as uh, this weekend as well. So I think that potentially could open up an opportunity for White to steal some snaps early on as Rochester continues to try to get healthy. And if, if he performs well in those opportunities. He could really earn some serious playing time the rest of the year. So I'm going to go Devontae Wyatt. Did I get that one right? Uh, yes, you did get that one Wow, right. really? I, I was going on a limb there. I didn't yes. know if that. Okay, no, wow. No, I agree. He's got the opportunity if he wants to take it. And, and Julian, you, you've kind of been down on Julian throughout his career. Yeah, you hear his name a lot, and he hasn't really lived up to the hype. And he's a big-time guy coming out of high school, but yeah, he hasn't. For I sure. agree. I agree. All right, what's next? All right. Which of the following true freshmen will be the first to start a game? Hmm, love it. Wide receiver, George Pickens. Mm-hmm. Duh, Trayvon Walker on the defensive line. Mm-hmm. Inside linebacker, Nicobe Dean. Done. Outside linebacker, Nolan Smith. Oh, oh, okay. Well, you threw a little twist in there with Nolan Smith and a Kobe Dean in there. All right, uh, man. Mm. All right, I, we, I'm sure a lot of you guys saw the catch that, that Pickens made over the weekend. Uh, and I, Somebody had to get fired. Because if you guys saw the, the clip there, clearly that was someone that was inside our football building who was, had the tape pulled up from the scrimmage and took like a, a, a little cell phone video and posted that somewhere. And you got to know that Kirby's going to find out who did that. And that person's getting fired. That's just going to happen. It's like that video from last year, Do You Want to Eat? Oh, God, yeah, like inside the indoor facility. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You don't want to say the whole thing? Are you sure? I'm not going to go into the whole thing. Right, SEC. We all know. You can Google yeah, that. we all know. Well, if you listen to the show, you probably know. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, like we saw what Pickens can do. Someone's getting fired of that. But, like, the guy is freakishly talented. Um, but, man, right now, like, he's not, like, I think he'll, I, I do think at some point he's going to work with the ones. But right now he's not. Uh, N'Kobe Dean and Nolan Smith, those are the guys I'm looking at right here. It's almost, a, to me, it's a toss-up between them. I think I'm going to go with Dean. Because I think he has less competition in front of him. I think there's more of an opportunity uh, to be a guy like maybe a Tay Crowder. Um, 
But honestly, I think both guys could start game one. Like I think there's a there's a realistic opportunity for both those guys to be on the field for the first even snap against Vanderbilt. I think that's very possible. But uh, I'm going to go with Dean because he got a lot of work with the ones apparently at the scrimmage on Saturday as he did during G-Day. He was out there all during G-Day uh, with the ones. So, I mean, Smith was out there too, but he's more of like a third down package. Uh, so I don't know if we'll open with that against Vanderbilt, a team that likes to run downhill. You might see a guy like Azizo Jolari and Walter Grant out there in the first snap. So I think I'm going to go into Kobe Dean. I think there's a legit shot he starts week one. Is that right? right? Yeah. Did you Ooh! look at the answer key before I came in here? No, I'm just brilliant. Mm, uh, don't go that far. Mm. All right. Number six. I'm going to go that far. Of the games that no one is talking about us potentially losing, which one will prove to be the most difficult? At Vandy versus South Carolina versus Kentucky or at Tech? Uh, well, definitely not at Tech. If we lose, know, a, right? if we lose a Tech, like I will, I I'm voluntarily gouge both my paper. eyes out. Like, what? I don't. Maybe I should take that back. I don't want to gouge my eyes out. But we're not losing Tech. It's just not happening. I'm that confident. Um, I do think at Vanny could be a little tricky. At least in the first half, uh, they got some playmakers offensively. In the first game, you just never know. They got a new offensive coordinator. We haven't seen them on tape. We've got a new offensive coordinator. They haven't seen us on tape. You just don't know. Like we're by far the most more talented team. Like not even close. But they do have some talent offensively. Uh, so that could be sneaky close in the first half, um, but not worried about Tech. I Kentucky, whatever, no, boo. Uh, I'm going to go South Carolina on this one. And for me, it's bye weeks, man. Bye weeks, bye weeks, bye weeks. They're so valuable, and South Carolina has one coming into Athens. That's, like we're, that's one of the six opponents, I think five or six opponents we're playing this year that are coming into their matchup with us off of bye week. Uh, and, yeah, I know that game's at home. And it's probably, I mean, you never know, but I'm predicting that's probably going to be a night game right now, which will help if that's the case. Um, but, like, look, South Carolina has a veteran quarterback in Jake Bentley. I mean, and that dude, like, he's up and down. He was last year, but he led the league in interceptions. I think he had 14 picks last year. And, and so he was up and down. But, like, when he gets hot, that dude can play. Um, and like he he did that against Clemson last year. He did it throw for over 500 yards with like a mass unit around him, all the injuries they had to deal with, on the road against the eventual national champion in Clemson. He threw for over 500 yards against that defense. And that's more, I mean, he outdid what Tua was able to do against them. Um, and I also got, I just had this feeling, man, that they're going to come into Athens with nothing to lose, kind of playing loose there. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think, I mean, I'm not going to say we're going to lose that game, but uh, I, I think I think USC is probably the team. If I had to pick one of that list there, that's a team that will give us maybe a little bit more troubles than the other ones. All right. Ding, ding, ding. You get another. Was now, that four or five in a row? One, two, three, four, f- five and a half maybe. We'll see if you get half credit for the first one. Did Vandy name a quarterback yet? You know what? I uh, haven't had a chance to read any articles uh, I, I I saw something over the weekend. I think it was a couple of days. Yeah, I think it was over the weekend where Derek Mason was saying that, that they're close, but they haven't made a decision yet. I think it's going to be Riley Neal. The guy's a transfer from Ball State. That's what I'm predicting. Right. Yeah. But we'll see. I don't think there's been an official okay. decision they made there. Yeah, as far okay. as I know. All right. Sounds good. Oh, it's so close. It's Less getting than here. Three weeks. Don't, did me did I tell you that I got away from Kirby Smart when I was running on Saturday? No, morning. did you? I did. Really? Where were you? I was on Lumpkin, right by the practice facility. So is he going to? He was going what time in the morning was this? Because he before eight. Before 8 on a Saturday. Yes. What's wrong with you? Yeah. I guess you should get there before the heat. It was quite exciting. Kirby, the man, he actually waved at you. He waved at me first. So he initiated the wave? Yes. Really? Yeah. 
I was very you? excited. I was very, hey. Uh, okay. Be nice. Congratulations on that. Yes. That's well, awesome. You know. Good for you. It's also exciting. really exciting when I saw Jeff Wallace a few weekends ago, too, when I was running. You did something about Jeff Wallace. I was speechless. Well, were you more excited? And if you guys aren't familiar, Jeff Wallace is the... Women's tennis coach. You more excited about Jeff Wallace or... I'm not going to lie, Jeff Wallace. <laughs> really? I know you're... Our girls are so good. Yeah, they're incredible. We'll talk tennis another day. Yeah, yeah. All right, number seven. Which true freshman will have the biggest overall impact during the 2019 season? George Pickens, Nolan Smith, an outside linebacker, inside linebacker, N'Kobe Dean, or wide receiver, Dominic Blaylock? So it's a little bit different than who will start first. So we're looking yes. at the bigger picture, the overall impact Whole here. season. Uh, I'm, I, I'm, I know like everyone's expecting, wants me to say George Pickens after that catch. The hype is like real after that. You know Kirby's just so pissed about that. Uh, and I think Pickens will make an impact. But, again, I'm going to come down to it's another toss-up between Nolan Smith and Kobe Dean. I think those guys right now are on track, like right now. Like what day is it? Uh, Monday, August 12th. They're on track right now to at least work with the ones, be in the rotation with the ones. Uh, and Pickens, it seems like he's working his way there. But I, I'm going to go into Kobe Dean again. I think – and it's the, I, I feel like I'm leaving Nolan Smith. I mean, Nolan Smith has the chance to be just a freakishly amazing player. But I'm going to go with Dean again here because I think he's going to be, from the get-go, this season be more like a three-down type guy from the start, especially when it comes to get spread offense playing in the, in the third-down package. Whereas I think uh, Nolan can be that type guy, too. He can play the run. He's very fast for an outside linebacker. can play out in space. There's no he can do anything you need, to, need him to do. But I think we have enough depth at an outside linebacker right now where we have guys that can kind of fill different roles at that position. So I don't know if Nolan will play as much as Nakobe. Uh, I think he'll be on the field a lot, but I think Dean's going to see maybe a little bit more playing time in year one. So I'm, we're splitting hairs here, man. It's a toss-up. Uh, but I'm going to go with Dean. Did I get it right? Wrong. No. Yes. Who? Well, I only say George Pickens because our wide – we all hear it every day. Now you're just complaining receiver. about this. I do, but I think that if he takes the opportunity that he is going to be given, he could have a very large impact. Over the course of the season. Uh, well, let's certainly hope that if he case. can pick it up quick. Well, you're it's okay. not necessarily. We don't have to agree. Uh, well, I, you're the teacher. I'm wrong. I, yeah, I know. I'm wrong. Exactly. You're the teacher. Okay. All right. Number eight. If we could only take one of our major remaining targets in the 2020 class, who should we take? Running back out of Texas, Zachary Evans, Eric Gilbert, a tight end. Where is he from again? He's from Marietta. He's from Marietta. Okay. Yeah. It's very difficult to read his name the way it's spelled. Sorry. <laughs> oh Sorry, Eric. Wow. Noah Sewell out of Utah, linebacker, or Ringo. Keely Ringo. Keely Ringo out of Arizona, cornerback. Okay, so I believe all those are five-star stars. Sewell, I think, just recently got his fifth star, very deservedly so. Man, um, this is a tough one here. I know you, you're not big on recruiting, are you? I know you don't. No, and just because you have a five, you're a five star player. That I know that's why you hate it. To me, yeah, you, that, you, you know. haven't proven yourself. Yeah, you can have five stars, but if you come and don't do anything, guess what? You're not going to get to play. And you're speaking of he people who shall remain nameless. Yes. <laughs> We're not going to go there. Very okay. annoying. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. You've you've been on that for a while. Oh uh, man. All right. Let me just start by saying this. I want all four of those guys badly, like really badly. Uh, I think we have a legit shot to get all four, but I really do. I think you know, our, our chances with Zach Evans running back out of Texas are improving dramatically day by day. Uh, but, man, if I had to pick one, and this is maybe my bias as an old linebacker, linebacker coach myself, 
But man, give me Noah Sewell. Uh, all four of those guys are freaky, and you really can't go wrong with any of them. But for me, Sewell is the freakiest of them all. At 266 pounds, the way he weighed in at the, uh, the opening finals uh, this summer, 266 pounds, being able to run like he does and be able to operate in space like he does, you just don't find people like that. Like Zach Evans is a really good running back. But you, you have guys like that every cycle. I mean, he's very comparable to what Trey Sanders was last year. Eric Gilbert's a really talented tight end. But you can find, I mean, those, those guys are, those hybrid guys are tough to find, but they're becoming easier to find. They're becoming more and more common these days as you see what's happening in the NFL. Uh, Keely Ringo, man, 6'2", can run in a sub 4, 440. Those guys are hard to find. Um, so if I had to go out with, it would be either Sewell or Ringo. But I'm going to go with Sewell here, man, because this dude, again, 266 freaking pounds, running in the low 4.7s, a 4.13 short shuttle, guys, at 265 pounds. That is crazy. I mean, to put that in perspective, Kendall Milton, the running back, the five-star running back we got a couple weeks ago that everyone's really excited about, and understandably so, Milton's fantastic. Those numbers that 265-pound Noel Sewell at linebacker put up are better 40-yard dash times and better short shuttle times than running back Kendall Milton out of California, who's a five-star running back. That's crazy. That's just crazy. Uh, and the other big-time linebacker people are all up in arms about this this cycle is Justin Flo from California. He's a big-time linebacker too, but um, he's 225 pounds. Noah Sewell, at 40 pounds heavier, runs uh, 7 100 slower than Justin Flo in the 40 and over two-tenths faster uh, in his short shuttle time than Flo does, again, at 225 pounds. So just a freak, man, a true freak. And I don't think a lot of people talk about Talk enough about, like, I know a lot of people talk about how we haven't been good enough at defense to tackle. Like, Bama, Clemson, all these teams are great defense to tackle, and that's kind of what we're, that, that's where we've kind of fallen short. That's true. But I think people can sometimes ignore, like, inside linebackers. Like, Roquan, right, kind of masked that deficiency to a degree when he was here. But I don't think inside linebacker as a whole has been good enough either. Like, yeah, Roquan was an all-timer in 2017. But all the different guys that served as his running mate that year, like, they were average as grits. Reggie Carter, I mean, come on. Come on, Nature's Patrick, come on. I mean, those guys are average at best. I mean, we and last year, I mean, we started on last year. You guys know how I felt about the, the crew last year. Just flat out below average. Um, and we, we haven't, we haven't, as a whole, haven't been even close to Bama's level inside linebacker. But can you imagine Nakobe Dean, Noah Sewell, side by side in the middle of our defense? Like, oh my God, someone's going to die. It's just going to happen. So, yeah, I'm going Noah Sewell. I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by this guy. You get it right. How Boom. much of a culture shock do you think that'll be? Well, the thing is, like, his brother plays offensive line in Oregon right now. He's got another brother playing somewhere else on the West Coast. So it's going to be a tough pool, but, like, we got him down here for a couple days with his family, and I think we have a legit shot from what I understand. We'll see. It's a nice place to live. Athens? Very different culture than Utah. Yeah, but especially when you're a Samoan. <laughs> There's not too many yeah. Samoans in Athens. Yeah. So Oregon kind of has that pipeline. There's going to be a All tough right. pool, but I hope we get them. All right, number nine. Which redshirt freshman will see the most playing time in 2019? Samir White, John Fitzpatrick, Aziz Ojolari, Kiaris Jackson, or Devad Wilson? Good pronunciation on Devad. I know you've struggled with that in the past. No, you look at <laughs> David, it and it Devad, doesn't look David. like Devad, but it is Devad. So I think I it looks like Devad. Devad. Actually, like when the first time I saw that thing, I was like, "That's Devad." Okay. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. I it mean, does. Sure. I'm also dumb, so who knows? Yeah. Uh, so you said Zamir White, running back, tight end, John Fitzpatrick, Ojolari, yeah. Aziz, okay, uh, Kiaris, a wide receiver, and Devad Wilson, a DB. Uh, Rusher freshman, most playing time, man. Ah. Uh, that's tough. I think there's a number of guys. I think Devise is going to get a lot of playing time. I mean, if he doesn't start at star, I think he'll definitely be the money guy. 
So being on third downs, the dime package, Kiaris right now, I think from what I understand, he's running with the ones right now at slot over, over D-Rob. So he certainly could be that guy. Zeus, I, he was wowing people from all accounts at, at the scrimmage on uh, on Saturday. Uh, but I think I'm going to go with Aziz Ojolari here. I think right now I'm going to go with him. Like He's the safest bet right now for me. Uh, yeah, I think Kiaris is going to be in the rotation. He's going to play a good bit. And if, if Wilson wins that star position battle, then, then the answer is going to be Wilson if he wins the star battle. But I just right now, from what I understand, Mark Webb is, right, is running with the ones right now. And, and it's kind of neck and neck, so he could still win that. But I, I just don't know. It's not a safe bet there. Uh, Fitzpatrick's going to play a lot because of depth issues at tight end. Zeus sounded like he had a great scrimmage on Saturday. Um, but I think Aziz is ready to have a big year. Uh, and he's, in, he's at the very least going to be in our top three to four at the outside linebacker rotation. Uh, especially now with Cox gone, I think he's got even more of a chance there. So... I think he's going to play a little bit more consistently throughout the season. So I'm going to go with Ojolari. Did I get that one right? No, you're wrong. What? Well, I mean, in my opinion, I think it's going to be Devon Wilson. So you're counting on him to win the star position? I mean, yeah, I would like for him to. Well, I, I, I mean, I've, I've been on that. That's he kind played, of what I predict, he played you know. a good amount in the Sugar Bowl. He's not running with the ones right now, but that doesn't mean it won't change. Yeah, and I've been high on him all offseason. It's only August, what is today, the 12th? Yeah. All right. He can win. He can win that job. If he wins that job, the answer is him. Yeah. Because we play nickel 75% of the time now. Yeah. So he'll be on the field. Yeah. All right. Number almost halfway through. Select two of the following. Which members of the vaunted 2018 class will make the biggest jump in 2019? So I'm picking two here. Yes, you're going to okay. pick two. I'm still only counting it as one. So it's one question, but it's a two-parter. Yes. Okay. Adam Anderson, an outside linebacker. James Cook, running back. Cornerback Tyson Campbell, inside linebacker Quay Walker and Channing Tindall. Um, safety Otis Reese. Um, Jamari Salyer. Mm-hmm. Good job that one too. there. I know you. I'm right. really bad with names. I apologize. Or Jake Camarda. Going with the punter, me. huh? He's, yeah, he, I mean, hey, hey he's, you he know, had trouble. He, he was in the 2018 class. Well, he was inconsistent. Um, so two of those guys, all right, make the biggest jump in 2019. So all these guys saw the field at least a little bit last year. Um, you know who I'm gonna go? With? I'm gonna go Tyson Campbell for one. And this is like this is on some thin information here. Like basically, I, I, it's G Day. I, I don't. I hate drawing conclusions, definitive conclusions from G Day because it's one small snapshot. But we all saw Tyson Campbell last year play a lot of games. Um, and the issue with him, again, I was watching the Auburn game again last night. Uh, or was it Saturday night? And um, there's a play, Darius Slayton going down the field of the Auburn sideline. Campbell's in perfect position, but can't find the ball. Completely clueless. The awareness just was not there. And that was just one, that was a microcosm of his entire year last year. And what he get, of course, the pass interference. And had no need to be pass interference. Just didn't need to be there. Just get your head around and make a play on the ball. It's fine. But, but the thing was, like, he was there in position, and Slayton was a fast guy. Uh, so Campbell has all the attributes to be a stud at cornerback in terms of the physical attributes. What he's got to get better at is the awareness and like the instincts. And I don't, and I'm struggling with this sometimes. Like, I don't know how much you can teach someone to be instinctive. Like it's instinct, right? Instinct, like by 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 definition, it's like natural, Did right? You really, just say that. But I'm just saying, like, that? well, no, you hear coaches say, like, I want to improve his instinct. Like, how can I always you wonder myself? Can't I'm, improve instinct. I know because it's instinctual, right? It's natural. You're born with it either, or not. Either you know what's going on or you don't. Right. That's what I've always thought. But you hear people say, no, we're gonna improve his instincts. Like, are you really gonna do that? Uh, I don't know. But like, I do think as a cornerback, you can teach him to be more aware, right? Maybe not as much instinctual, but like you can teach them how to get his head around. That's you can a teach that's, them that's technique. Strategies to help them 
It's just technique, Improved. right? It's technique. Yeah. Um, that, to me, when it comes down to getting your head around, it's like, hey, when, the, when you see the guy's hands go up or his eyes get wide, you turn your head around. Like, find the ball. Like, that, that's what DB coaches teach you. Um, so I, I, I'm holding out hope that he can figure that out. And he looked really good at GDA. I thought he looked more confident. He was playing. I never saw a guy. For, this is a guy from Miami. Those guys ooze swagger. I never saw him play with that swagger last year as a true freshman. He looked lost to me half the time. He just like he wasn't confident. I saw a different version of him out there during G Day. Now again, that's just G Day, right? It's a scrimmage, a glorified scrimmage. So I don't know. But if we can see him carry that over to the season, I'm really high on what he can do because the physical upside is there in Spades. Uh, so I got him, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go off the radar a little bit here. This is one that other people might not mention. I'm going to take a flyer on Quay Walker. I'm going to take a flyer on Quay Walker. Uh, I, I've just gone on record already on this show saying I think N'Kobe Dean is going to get a starting job here sooner rather than later at inside linebacker. But I'm not sure that's the only young underclassman who might steal one of those jobs. I know people are high on Chain Tindall, and, and he's really good too. It could be him. And he was the one that saw more playing time than Tindall late last year, or than more, more playing time than Walker late last year. But that was because Tindall... Played inside linebacker more in high school. I think he was a little more polished, kind of like with Warner and not a, to a lesser degree, I guess. Uh, Walker played linebacker in high school, but he was also playing some on the edge, rushing the passer, doing some different things. Um, but, man, like the upside physically he brings to the table, his athleticism, the frame that he has, his ability to rush the passer, I think the versatility will allow him to get on the field in different roles. Um, and I think he's a guy, maybe with Britton Cox, who, you know, transferring to Florida, which, okay, whatever. He's a guy that can slide in and fill that gap a little bit on third downs as maybe a pass rush that can also play in space, but also rush the passer. I think he has that versatility. And in the modern game of defensive football, it's all about versatility. Being a hybrid type player that can do multiple things. And that's what Quay Walker brings to the table. If he can just figure out what the heck to do, mature a little bit there, I think he can get his butt on the field. And if he does, I think he'll be a big time player for us. So I'm going with Tyson Campbell and Quay Walker there. Right or wrong? Half. Half? So I got half on the first one and half on this one. So that... Is like yeah, a total yeah. one, right? So Tyson I missed one. Campbell. Okay. And then I said James Cook. Yeah, I, I could see James Cook. Like he's explosive. Yeah, threatened passing game. Yes. Yeah, I, I can argue with James Cook. So I'll I'll defer to the teacher on this one. But I I'm, I know Quay Walker probably wasn't right, but. That's just that's how I feel. Okay, you need to be confident about your answers. That's how I feel. Like <laughs> you, you're gonna be wrong. We'll see. All right, now we're going to the true false. So oh, is this? Well, I would say this would be easier, but true false is tricky. Out of the first ten, you you're at seventy percent. I missed so. three. No. Yeah. Well, and I'm being nice because I gave you half on that last one. What did I miss? Okay, yes, you're right. Yeah. All right. Go I ahead. can I can count. Thank you. I mean, All right, true okay. or false, Demetrius Robbins, Robertson will be Georgia's leading receiver in 2019. False, false. Um, Who do you think? Uh, you're right. I say false. Who do you think will be the leading catch man, receiver? Like, I don't know. Here we are talking about receivers. I don't even like receivers. I um, Man, it's so hard to say. I, I want to say, we all want to say George Pickens right now, but like, is, is he going to play enough early on? I think by the middle of the year, he'll be one of those go-to type guys, but like, Early on, I just don't know. I hope. I don't know. Um, but I'd throw him in that mix. Maybe Lawrence Cager. I, I might I might even, like, going back to your your boy that we talked about earlier, I might even put Charlie Warner ahead of D-Rob right now because... Really? Well, think about, like, I know he plays tight end and, you know, are we going to throw tight ends or not? We'll see. But I might put 
Warner ahead of D-Rob? Because, like, at least we know Warner is going to be the starter tight end. Like, that's that's unquestionable, right? Yeah. He's going to be the starter. D-Rob might not even start. Yeah. Like, and I'm, I'm kind of backtracking on this because early in the offseason, I was saying, you know, D-Rob, his year, he's going to be bulked up now. He's going to get back in shape. He knows the system. But, like, and it's, again, we don't want to draw any definitive conclusions, just one scrimmage. But from all accounts from people who were there, all the McGill Society people, which, unfortunately, I'm not rich enough to be a part of the McGill Society, uh, which was actually a really good article in, the, in Online Athens about that. Did you see that? I have not Anyway, seen but that yet. check that out. It's interesting. So if it's not Demetrius Robertson and it's not Charlie Warner, then who is it? I think it could be Warner. Uh, I'm going to go Cager or Pickens. Cager or Pickens. Okay. One of the two. You get it right because it was false. I said Cager. Did you see who the named quarterback is at Miami? Oh, did you see that? That was. I did. Oh man, Tate Martell. What is he gonna transfer now? Like, what? I don't even know what does I he mean, do. What he's do a you... punk. He's gonna transfer. He's not gonna stick uh, around. Is that, is that the kind of dude that's gonna stick around? I mean, there's no. so many interesting. Did you see the QB one when he was on there? Can I finish a statement? Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I should excited. There are too many teams. Wow, you put me in my place, teacher. Sorry. With too many interesting storylines. You got Justin Fields at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And we don't even need to go into what he said to the paper last week. Whatever. You got Tate... Tate Martell. Tate Martell at Miami. You've got Kelly Bryant mm-hmm. at Missouri. And yeah. you've got Jalen Hurts at Oklahoma. Can, at he, can Oklahoma. he do the, the three-peat for their Heisman Trophy quarterbacks? I mean, it's just... It's too much... It's it's like you need a flow chart of who went where. But it's a beautiful thing. Yes, it is. We love it, it'll football. be very interesting. We love college football. It's going to be great. Yeah. All right, so you're right there. True or false, Charlie Warner will surpass all of Isaac Nada's receiving numbers from 2018, which were 30 catches for 430 yards with three touchdowns. You just had to work your boy back in there, didn't you? I did. You just had to. Uh, I'm going to go true on this. So that should make you happy. Is that right? You you are right. Of course it's right. I know, I know my audience here. Uh, yeah, uh, Charlie, like, I've said this many times. I, I don't know. I think I've said this on the premium shows. I don't know if I've said this on the free shows, but I'll throw it out there. Like, Charlie, in my opinion, and I, I, I've seen Charlie, I saw him for many years at the 7-on-7 seven seven games before he even came to Georgia. I saw this guy play receiver out there, play linebacker, play safety. I saw him do all sorts of things. Uh, but he was always a better athlete with a higher ceiling, higher physical ceiling than Isaac Nauta. Always. He always was that. He just didn't have the polish because he didn't really play tight end in high school. That's just not what he played. Uh, and at this point, But the thing is, at this point, entering his senior season, he should have closed that gap enough to where his athleticism and like, that, that skill set that he brings to the table should show through more. Um, and then you, you couple that with an offensive coordinator in James Coley who – and it was only three years, a small sample size, but in his three years in Miami, he had more of a track record, track record of getting tight ends heavily involved in the passing game. And then along with the fact that like we don't really have, and here we go again, any established wide receivers returning, it just makes sense to me with all those things in consideration that Warner could easily, well, not easily, but could surpass all the numbers that Nauta put up last year in his junior season. So I'm going to go true on this. You're right. All right. True or false, at the end of the season, our leader in sacks will have more than DeAndre Walker's seven and a half sacks from 2018. Uh, okay, seven and a half DeAndre Walker, so you're going to have more than DeAndre? Mm-hmm. Just one guy? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to sell this, uh, but only because, like, I don't, like, I think we have some guys that are just as, if not more, like, Nolan Smith, I think is more talented, as talented as DeAndre was. I think Nolan Smith is more talented. Jermaine Johnson, potentially more talented. Maybe even Aziz, we'll see. Uh, Aziz is a little bit different, of a different guy than DeAndre, but I'm going to sell this only because I just don't know if like any one of those particular guys will play as much as DeAndre Walker did last year at outside linebacker. I, I think we actually have a couple of guys 
that could come close to surpassing what DeAndre did last year if they were given the same amount of opportunities that Walker had last year. But we have a lot more depth of that position this year. I think we're going to rotate more substantially than what we had in the past. So I don't know if there'd be one guy that racks up seven and a half. But as a team, I feel really confident saying we're going to really bump those yeah, numbers up. a lot of depth. So yeah. Definitely not a problem. Yeah. All right. So that one, was I get that one right? Yes, okay. you did. You have gotten 10 right so Woo! far. 10 out of what? Was that 14? 15? Uh, that was 13. 13, okay. All right. By my count, last year we had six members of the vaunted 2018 class start at least one game as a true freshman. They were Tyson Campbell, Trey Hill, Cade Mays, Jake Camarda, Jordan Davis, and Brenton Cox, Mm -hmm. who is now gone. Mm -hmm. So at least six true freshmen from the 2019 class will start a game this season. True or false? Ooh, um, I'm going to sell. I'm thinking off the top of my head. Six, six. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to sell this. Uh, I just don't see it. Like, maybe barring injury... Uh, but inj- but injuries can change all that. I mean, think about some of those guys last year that got starts as true freshmen, like like uh, Trey Hill, Cade Mays. Like those guys only started games because of injuries, right? Uh, so like if something like that happens, somebody's pressed into duty. But I think we just have more depth this year, where it might not be as much of an issue. Um, but I, I think off the top of my head, Nakobe Dean, I think is going to start at some point. Nolan Smith definitely easily could start. Pickens, I think at some point of the year could start. That's three off the top of my head there. Who else? Um, Tyree Stevenson could. I'm hearing really good things about him in fall camp right now, but that's that depends on if Tyson Campbell falters, you know, if he doesn't fix some of his issues from last year. Uh, but I, so I'm not going to say he's going to start yet. Dominic Blaylock could have a chance at some point. Uh, maybe Trayvon Walker. I put those three like in a secondary tier. But I think the tier I, I'd have two separate tiers. The first tier I think are going to start at some point would be Dean, Nolan Smith, and Pickens, and then the other guys below that. So I'm going to go sell. Is that okay. Right. I agree. Okay. Six is a lot. That's just a, yeah. That's and that's unless that's a people big get number. injured. That's a big number. Yeah. All right. True or false? There has been a lot of talk all off season about Georgia creating more havoc on defense this season. Mm-hmm. Last year we finished seventy third nationally in havoc rate. So true or false? The dogs jump inside the top twenty five in havoc rate in two thousand nineteen. True. It's happening. It's okay. gonna happen. Uh, a couple of reasons. Two reasons, really. There's, we've put a massive emphasis on it. Kirby's been talking about it since fall camp. Even Jake, or, I'm sorry, since spring practice. Even Jake Fromm was asked about this um, at like SEC Media Days in one of his interviews, and like he finished the sentence. He was like, "Yeah, we're, I'll tell you what havoc is." Like the, the entire team, even the quarterback, is well aware of what Kirby's preaching. He's making this an emphasis this year. Um, and so you add that to the fact that we have an influx of talent at that outside linebacking pass rushing position. Um, I think that's going to help tremendously. Guys like Noel Smith, Jermaine Johnson, Aziz coming back for the full year. Uh, Adam Anderson, we'll see if he can kind of fill a role there. Um, but it's not just those those natural pass, rush, pass rushing positions. I think we have guys on the defensive front, guys like Devontae White, the three-tech, Malik Herring will give us more of a pass rush. Uh, Tra- Trayvon Walker, if he gets in some as well, will give us more of a pass rush than what Ledbetter gave us last year. Led is probably strong against the run, but those guys can be more of a pass rush. So, yeah, I absolutely think so. And then we have to have it, guys. So if you look back at the playoff contenders last year, the other playoff contenders, we were one of them. We didn't get in. The other contenders, Clemson was third nationally and have a great. Bama was second. Huh, lo and behold, they are both in the national title game. Uh, Ohio State was also in contention there. Uh, they were 26th nationally. Michigan was in contention until they got blown out by Ohio State. They were 23rd nationally. LSU was 21st nationally. Notre Dame was a little bit behind them at 41, but they were all way ahead of us. We've got to get better at that if we truly want to take that step and win the national title. And I think we're going to do that this year. All right. Was that right? Yes, you oh, were correct. Boom. 
Boom. Well, I mean, 73rd, that's just depressing. It's it's unacceptable. And they should be preaching that at practice. I mean, we didn't have... All the guys that we had were talented last year, other than Walker, were young, right? And so those guys are a year older now. Adam Anderson, well, Brent Cox is gone. So Aziz Ojolari, I think they can step in and be... Big time players. All right. All right, done with the true and false. Five more questions. These are short in, or fill in the blank or open ended. All right. All right. Of all the players on the 2019 team, who is most likely to finish the season as a first team All American? So I'm filling in that blank. So it's yes. Uh, first team All American. Hmm. Okay. So we're thinking from Swift Andrew Thomas. I'm gonna go Andrew Thomas. Ding 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 ding. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, You're correct. From- yeah, Fromm, like, I love Fromm, but, like, he's not going to have the yardage totals, right? Like, his efficiency no. numbers are going to be great. But he does everything we ask him to do. Not we, obviously. No, we. Everything the coaches ask him to do, and, I mean, he gets railed on in the press and the media, but well, he some, does what some he's quarters and some to do. quarters. Uh, his efficiency numbers have been off the charts, and they will continue to be off the charts, but most people don't look at that. You're talking about, like, first of all, Americans, like, yardage totals, right? Yep. Which, to me... That's kind of misleading because you throw the ball 50, 60 times a game, you're going to put up more yardage. I'm, I look at efficiency numbers, uh, and he's, he's a rock star when it comes to that. But he's not going to he's not going to be a first-team All-American. It's just not going to happen. Um, Swift has a shot, but probably won't put up enough yards with how we rotate backs. Guys like Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin, Travis Etienne potentially from Clemson, who don't share as many carries. Those guys probably put up bigger yards. Probably going to be first-team All-American there. Swift has a shot, though. Um, and then Thomas, I, I'm going to go with Thomas here. He's a third-year starter. He's playing on a contender. And as an offensive lineman, that's kind of what it takes. Like Most people, honestly, the people who vote for these lists, the media members, they don't know what makes a good offensive lineman. Like, they don't watch the offensive line. Basically, what they do is say, okay, on the offensive line, who's a name that I've heard of and who plays on a contender, right? And who's going to be an early draft pick? Who, the, who do the NFL guys say is going to be early draft pick? And Andrew Thomas fits all, those, fits all that. So I'm going to go, he's probably the most likely. Yeah. All right. You got that one right. Boom. All right. Think running backs now. Okay. Of all the current running backs on Georgia's roster right now, mm-hmm. who will end up having the best career out of the group? Hmm. DeAndre Swift, right? I say Swift, yes. Well, the Not just college, like well, I mean, career. Should throw an NFL in here too? Yes. Hmm. College, I think I would go Swift in both counts. I mean, even just college. Um... Yeah, I mean, Zeus is super talented. He was the number one running back in the country coming out when he came out. Um, but a healthy DeAndre Swift is just flat out scary for the rest of, not just the conference, but America. And we saw we saw it after the bye week last year. I mean, that guy was a different dude after the bye week when he got healthy. Um, it sounds like he had a sports hernia from what I understand. I thought, first, I thought we thought it was a groin. But I think it might have been a sport, sports hernia from what I've heard from a few people. Um, Zeus has the ability, but like he can go, let's not forget, he rested last year, he can go pro after next year, right? So that means like he might become the number two back at some point this year, but he's just not gonna have the longevity in Athens that Swift is gonna have, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go with DeAndre Swift, especially like in the Georgia uniform. I agree. All right, cool. Like watching him play. All right, three more questions. Other yes. than wide receiver, Boring. <laughs> why did you you hate? Why did you? Yeah, okay. The position you are most worried about is none. None of the above. Um, honestly, like this is tough. I got there's not really a position. I mean, receiver. I get. I don't want to overplay that, but like, I'm not really like worried about any other position. Like, I do feel better about some positions than others. But I'd be hard pressed to say I'm worried. But I guess if I had to pick one that maybe I don't, I feel the least confident in. 
maybe the defensive line. Uh, and again, like I don't, I'm not worried about the defensive line. I actually think we could be sneaky good with defensive line this year. I know we haven't been dominant there, but with guys like Tyler Clark, um, Devontae White potentially taking a step forward, Jordan Davis in year two, some of the guys at the five tech, I think we could be pretty good there. But there's, if there's a position where we kind of need to take a step forward, it is on the defensive line. So I guess I would probably go there. Is, is that well? I think you're wrong. What'd according you, well, to my, well, I, no, I say you don't linebackers. Think I'm wrong. I am wrong. You're the teacher. I say linebackers. Inside or outside or both? Both. Definitely inside. Like yes. Well, see, if if we didn't have Nicobe Dean sitting there, I'd be really worried. Um, and he's really young too. That's true. It's hard to count on young guys. That's true. That's fair. Maybe inside linebacker. That, that could be fair. All right, I'll give you that one. All right, nineteen, almost done. The returning starter most likely to get beat out at some point this season is. Hey Crowder. Inside you just talking about perfect segue, by the way. Talking about inside linebackers. Um look, I, I, I think Tay is a good player. Like I think he actually you know, watching some of these uh games again for the nineteenth time as I'm getting ready for these guy the enemy shows. One thing I see I saw was like from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, Tay Crowder really got better. That guy really improved. Uh, and it makes sense. The guy who hadn't really played that position at all in real games, because he's a running back coming out of high school and kind of translated over to a running to a linebacker, he got better. And he's a good athlete. Um, his his instincts aren't necessarily there as a, as a linebacker. Again, we talked about that. How much can you improve on that? I don't know. But he's not a bad player. I just don't think he's as talented as a guy like N'Kobe Dean or even Quay Walker or even Channing Tindall. Um and I think I would go with him over Monty Rice because I just think Rice at least gives you something between the tackles, which Crowder is okay at, but not elite. Did I get that one right? No. Oh, come on. We were both thinking Seriously, linebackers. who else? Oh, Monty? I bet Monty Rice. Huh. Why? Why Monty? Well, you know, the other guys can cover in space better. So you don't, Yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you on that. Monty's not He's not a, a guy that's going to be playing side on side, yeah. in my opinion. So, oh, okay. All right, difference. Well, at least we're in the same spot there. Can I get half credit yeah. for that? Mm, we'll see. Um, All right, final question. At the conclusion of the 2019 season, who is the player that is most likely to declare early for the NFL draft? Well, again, it kind of goes back to like the first-team All-American list that we were talking about. I think there's a couple of obvious candidates. Um, Andrew Thomas, Fromm, Swift, um, early. D-Rob, I don't, unless D-Rob has a huge year. I don't know about So the first, yeah, um, I'm going to go, oh, I think Andrew Thomas is a done deal. I think he's gone, but if, I think Swift is gone too. Um, I think Fromm is one that has more of a chance of coming back. We'll see. But I'm going to go with DeAndre Swift here over Andrew Thomas. Thomas will probably get drafted higher if he comes out. But running, like, I'm, like, running backs have got to come out. If you're a high-level running back, after your junior year, you got to come out because the shelf life in the NFL for for a running back is so short that you got to strike it while it's hot. So I think Swift is a done deal that he's not coming back, barring some like catastrophic injury, which knock on wood, let's hope to God that doesn't happen. So I mean, I, I think him and Thomas are going pro, but I'm gonna go with Swift if I had to pick one to leave early. All right, so is that right? I can agree with that. All right, so what did I get overall? You got a 75. 75? Yeah. All right, so I passed, right? Well, if I gave you half credit for the other two, you'd get an 80, but I'm not that generous. Oh. Oh, because I'm one of the, the, the jerk students that you just really don't want to help out? Well, you know. Okay. Anyway, well, thank you for the, uh, those are. Now, I got to give you a round of applause, teacher. That was well done. Really good. Some really good questions there. I don't say agree with everything that you had. That money, right? So I don't know. I don't know. All right. It's all right. It's all right. It's my test. I, okay. It's your test. But uh, all right, guys. So that was a lot of fun. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, it's kind of a fun, weird, quirky way to kind of preview the season a little bit here a couple weeks before it all kicks off. And it is, 
as Charlie said earlier, it's just right around the corner. So really appreciate you guys listening to the show here today, supporting us on the Glory UJ podcast. And before we get out of here, just a real quick reminder from what we said at the beginning of the show. If you are willing to part with an extra dollar a month to help us increase the amount of content we produce during the season for you guys, please go to Podbean today and resubscribe by selecting either the Glory UGA annual subscription option or the Glory UGA monthly premium content subscription option for $3 a month. We would sincerely, sincerely appreciate your help. But if you aren't interested, that's cool too. Uh, We just want to see what the demand is and kind of give you guys what you want. Um, And the first 15 people, again, to remind you about this, the first 15 people who resubscribe at $3 a month We'll have first dibs on the guest host opportunities on a Picks of the Week show. So if you are interested in that, which I think would be really cool, uh, make sure you jump on it quickly. I have a feeling that might go pretty quickly there. Uh, But anyway, we appreciate each and every one of you guys. For Charlie, I'm Tyler. Thanks for everything, guys. And as always, go dogs.